Hi, my name is Shane Williams, and welcome to my podcast, Remember the Past. In my podcast, I'll be focusing on interviewing many different types of people that I went to middle school with. People always say to look forward to the future, but me, I'd like to take a little bit of your time to remember the past. Welcome back to episode five of the Remember the Past podcast. It's been a fun one so far through these five episodes. I've learned a lot. Uh, and we're going to continue that today as our guest today is Miss Mary Maxwell. Mary, how are you today? I'm good, Shane. Good, good, good. I mentioned that today's guest is Mary Maxwell. She attended Bradsville High School. She currently attends Texas A&M University. She is majoring in public health pre-nursing, accomplishments she's proud of, getting into the honors program for her major and getting 4.0s at a pretty prestigious university that I might add. And what is one thing about her that no one would ever guess? She said, not sure, I'll think of something. So Mary, we're not even into question one yet, and I already had the pleasure of putting you on the spot. So one thing about you that no one would ever guess I had a feeling that this was going to come up. So I was thinking about it this morning, actually. Sweet. Good. Okay. So I think that one thing people probably wouldn't guess about me is that I'm actually like really reserved and um, just like I care a lot about people's opinions and that's just like a big struggle for me. So I think people don't, wouldn't necessarily think that. Interesting. Okay. So... Well then, okay. Well, that, that kind of that intrigues me because so I'm a double major, and one of those is behavioral science. So I love when when people tell me uh, that, that's why I love that question so much is because I'm hoping people will spin it around and tell me something that I don't expect, so I can sit back and be like, "Wow!" And I'll get into like these realms of thought. Well, I'll I'll think about uh, how they acted in in middle school. And if I still don't know them extremely well, uh, how they act now. So it's very interesting. Uh, honestly, that doesn't surprise me as interesting in the, as that is. I, I can kind of see that because in middle school, yes, you were, you were very vocal uh, and very opinionated. However, I always knew that there was a softer side and a more bashful side present, which is a good thing. I, w- I would honestly say it's a good thing. It's good to have multiple uh, ways you can behave, not just to be outspoken or not just to be quiet and reserved. You know, it's good you can be both sometimes. So it's actually really interesting. Uh, that's, that's honestly, that's probably one of the best I've heard so far. Well, I'm glad you think so. <laughs> so without further ado, we will get into question one. And it almost ties back to what you just said in that what quality do you think has improved most in yourself since middle school, i.e. honesty, loyalty, uh, I don't know, there's, those are just a couple of examples. Um, I would say probably patience. I think just over the past like five years, I've definitely just like learned a lot more about like working with a wide like variety of people and just like um over the past couple years just um 
after a lot of like just you grow a lot over in high school and your first year of college and I think I've definitely like learned to um, just like step back and like evaluate situations a lot more rationally than I probably would have when I was 13 and 14 and so I think that's something that I'm uh, really happy with how I've grown in that department. Yeah and, and that makes sense right I mean so we grew up in this small town Lake Jackson you you, you go to Brass, you went to Brazoswood. So you're going to school with probably, you know, people you grew up with, uh, like-minded people, I would say. And now you move into Texas A&M, which is a completely different environment. So would you say moving to Texas A&M really kind of sparked that uh, growth in patience? Yeah, I think so. And I think a lot of it also is um, I babysat a lot in high school. And I think that was a big, um, it taught me a lot about just working with kids and like, how they handle different situations. And so I think that taught me a lot about just like taking a step back and um, being patient with them. And I think that like definitely translated in college, just because you're thrown into such a different environment with so many different people you've never met before and like just in different like lab groups and stuff um I think that definitely um I learned a lot from I wholeheartedly agree and last year me going to a completely different state where they frankly think uh a completely different way most of them um than what I was raised in uh definitely taught me as well, how to take a step back and not only be patient, but to not be so judgmental. Mm-hmm. I think it's, especially when you grow up in these these towns and you stay in these towns, these small towns with people who are like-minded, uh, you tend to grasp onto these certain ideals and you tend to be around these certain people who also believe in these ideals, right? So it's it's hard to find a lot of uh, conflict, uh, but but I think, uh, and I, I'm sure you would agree. And going to Texas A&M, that moving to these different environments has probably made us not I w- more mature. That's the obvious answer, but just more uh, diverse and obviously more patient in our approaches to uh, listening and and giving feedback and and stuff like that. So I, I think that's a Perfect answer. Uh, so number two, uh, what are the three things that being in a sorority has taught you? And before you answer, I know very little about sororities last year. Not a lot of Greek life at that school I attended last year. Um, so I want to hear, you know, if it's three good things, good. If it's, you know, if you want to mix in two good things and one thing that you learned that is maybe not so beneficial, I would actually be interested in hearing that too. Three things that you've, that have, you've learned in being in a sorority so far. Oh goodness. Okay. So three things. Um, I think just off the bat, the first thing I would say is just how to work, like kind of what I touched on earlier is just working with like a variety of other people because, um, my sororities are around 300 people. So, I mean, obviously you get lots of different people in it. So I've just like learned so much about like 
getting along with people and people you might not necessarily like off the bat think is going to be your best friend can definitely Mm -hmm. like turn into that which has been so cool and just like okay um the second thing I probably learned is just like it was such a good like support system for me because I definitely like came into college um A&M's pretty intimidating I would say just being the size of it Mm -hmm. and so it was something I know I was really looking for was just like that support system to make the school that is so large like feel smaller and that has just been like such a big blessing to me because it's nice to be able to find like that core group of people that will like support you and then kind of touching on that though is I think the third thing I've learned is I think a lot of people come into college and just assume like, okay, like I'll join this sorority or this organization and that's where I'll find my people and I'll be done there. Yeah. And I think I definitely had that mindset coming in. And I think that being in the sorority has been so great, but I've also found so many like fruitful friendships, just like from other things. Like my roommate last year is now one of my very best friends and she's in a different sorority and we got along super well with all the people in our hallway and I'm still like such good friends with them today. And then I met people at fish camp and just like lots of different things. So I think I came in with kind of like a closed minded mindset, like this is going to be it. I'll be like set for the next four years, but just like also that other people are around and just like to keep your options open and you never know who could be like your best friend and they might not necessarily be like the person that you thought they were going to be. And that's, I mean, that's a great point. I, I think, I think A&M is honestly one of the best schools in the United States that as when you're a freshman allows you the opportunities to make friends. I've heard so many stories about so many different events coming into Texas A&M that make it, I mean, it's, it's known around the country as a cult. Uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's a harsh word. Uh, and, and it has a certain kind of, however, it's a very, very close-knit community is the term I would use and the term I think needs to be used and associated with it because I, I feel like it gives you so many opportunities. Um, uh, last year, uh, when, I, when I entered college, I thought that the swim team was going to be my sort of fraternity slash sorority. Being up in a, in a place I'd never been before, I thought I was going to go in there and I was going to be best friends with everyone. And sometimes you learn that it's kind of difficult when you're raised in a, a different place than all these different people and they have connections with each other. So the swim team didn't end up being my outlet of friends. However, my floor mates and especially my roommates ended up being my saving grace. They're, these were the people who, you know, when, I was having a particularly tough day I could rely on. So, however, at Gustavus, we didn't have a fish camp. We didn't have a, any, I mean, we had a freshman orientation, but it's nothing to the caliber uh, that A&M is at. Now, I think A&M does an amazing job of providing all these opening opportunities for you to make friends and uh, diversify your quote-unquote friendship portfolio coming in. So I think those three things are just awesome. So number three is what event in life so far do you think has shaped you the most? And if this question is too vague, I can specify it more, but. 
Um, okay, yeah. I don't think you need to. Let me think. Um, okay, so my senior year of high school, my or the summer beforehand, my dad was diagnosed with colon cancer, which is definitely a big shock for all of us because mm-hmm. he's not young, but he's not old by any means. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that was just a good, like, priority check. And luckily, like, by the grace of God, he's definitely going to be fine. But I think it was mm-hmm. just a big humbling moment for all of us just to realize that, like, nothing's guaranteed and you know some things are of higher priority than others like my parents had to miss some of the games and some of the practices and a few of the like senior events and stuff but Mm -hmm. I think it just taught me a lot about like prioritizing and that like we're not guaranteed any single day and yeah I think that was probably a big moment for me that like shaped my life and it's interesting because I bet from that experience, your faith has just is probably extremely rooted in you now. Uh, If I had to take a lucky guess, I'm going to assume so. Um, I've, you know, speaking from personal experience, I've never had to deal with that. However, I've uh, had to learn to empathize with people who are going through extremely tough times. I've never dealt with a relative who had a medical uh, illness. However, I've had to deal with some uh, mental health things uh, over the years that I never thought would happen to me. Um, and I, I honestly were convinced they were not real until it was knocking at my doorstep, right? And then I had to you know, tell people. And uh, I think that faith is a a very important thing that I've learned through this. And I'm assuming that you have too. Uh, It's probably gotten through us through some hard times. And you talk about your parents missing, you know, the sporting events and and not, not being there for everything. And, but however, you recognized that you looked at the the, the bigger picture, right? And you're like, I have to really count my count my days and make every day the greatest it can be, right? So I I think that's just perfect. And I I uh, obviously uh, Mary in high school uh, we did not talk very much, uh, mostly because we went to different high schools and plus in middle school we weren't extremely close, so we. We're two very different people. Uh, but I remember uh, waking up and my mom uh, telling me uh, that information and saying, uh, you know, just please pray, you know, uh, just, and I, it's, I, I did exactly that. Um, not only because of the magnitude of the situation it was, but because I kind of knew what it felt like to also, uh, take every day and make the most of it not to get too overly emotional or anything but I empathized with your situation so I think that's a that's a great question and when I was writing this question um I actually had a feeling you were going to say that and I think that's the best possible answer you could have said so uh that's very inspirational and very brave of you to 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 say that so 
Well, thank you, Shane. I appreciate uh, your prayers. My my pleasure. Now, question four. Uh, this is uh, honestly, this is the uh, harder one. This is the one where I try to ask the hardest question. If you don't feel comfortable answering, please tell me. No big deal. But this is going to tie back to my answer in question number three. Remember, in middle school, you were you were pretty popular, you were pretty prominent in our class. Um, I wasn't. Uh, no shame on that. I don't really care, honestly. And the people I've interviewed so far kind of weren't either. However, I get a chance to, once again, pick at what I like to pick at, someone's behavior, uh, and ask you, how would you say that your mental health has progressed or grown from middle school to high school to college? Oh, wow. Okay. Let me think about that. Um, I would definitely say in middle school, I was not quite like aware really of any of that, quite honestly. Um, and then I think in high school, it was definitely quite an adjustment going from obviously such a small school to a giant 6A public high school with pretty much anything and everything you can imagine. Um, yep. So I think definitely in middle school, I would say back to kind of what I touched on earlier about how I've struggled a lot with um, people's opinions of me. Uh, mm-hmm. I would say I definitely did not encounter that at all in middle school. And I think a lot of that's just because I was so comfortable and I'd known these 30 people and these teachers for as long as I can remember. And I think coming mm-hmm. into high school is just really difficult to not know everybody and not quite be thrown into the group that I thought I was going to be in. And just like, because a lot of the people had gone to school together for such a long time. And then we were these, you know, 20 something kids that nobody had really heard of before. And so I think mm-hmm. it was just um, a lot of an adjustment for me. And luckily I've been pretty fortunate not to have too many um, struggles with mental health, but you know, I've had family members and such that have struggled with it and I would never want to like compare any of mine to that, but just like, I think it was just such an adjustment to me to um, be around so many people I didn't know. And um, just a lot of that was like definitely different for me. Um, And then coming into college was definitely um, an interesting adjustment as well. Cause I had like kind of found my groove in high school and found my place um and then coming into college I was thrown into even a bigger fish pond that I hadn't Mm -hmm. quite experienced before and just like I didn't quite realize like oh like where you went to high school or who you were friends with growing up might like translate into college and just like applying for different organizations and stuff I didn't get into as many as I thought I would which was definitely a humbling moment because I hadn't quite faced as much rejection as I had coming mm-hmm. into college and just like I don't do very well with rejection like I applied to colleges that I knew I was going to get into or I thought I had a pretty mm-hmm. good chance and I didn't branch out a lot because I was very comfortable where I was and so I think definitely coming yeah. into college that was quite an adjustment for me and I struggled a lot with knowing if this was my place or this was my people and I was pretty stubborn with coming to AM because my dad had gone here and I'd like grown up going to the games and going to the soccer camps and just like walking around the campus. So I think I was pretty set on going there. And then just like hitting mm-hmm. those struggles the first semester, I was like, oh, wow, like, I don't know if this is my place. I don't know if these are my people. 
and I struggled a lot. There were a lot of tears and breakdowns, but I would say that was definitely the um, most memorable time I've like struggled with mental health issues and just not knowing if this was like my people or my place. And I think that was like pretty stressful for me, but you know, I made it through second semester was significantly better than the first minus the whole pandemic. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think that was my answer for that question. And it's interesting because while you're talking about that question, you're talking about all these, these, these groups that you've been involved in. So middle school, you have your set group, right? High school, you have your set group. College, it's, it sounds like you have your set group. I still talk to several of the you know, gentlemen we graduated with from uh, middle school, uh, some more than others. Uh, but I, I had that too, right? So you move on to high school. I talk uh, to some of the, several of the gentlemen I graduated high school with, right? And then I, I go to college my first year and I, I run into this kind of hurdle where I thought that the swim team was going to be, they're going to be my people, right? I was set on it. I was like, okay, you know, I'm feeling good. Like I'm swimming good. Uh, I'm lifting good. I'm getting stronger. And I'm, it's going to be a great first year, right? And these little things start happening, right? You know, with the swim team, I, I find I don't have as many things as in common with them as I, as I thought I would. Um, uh, they all kind of form their little groups. And I feel almost alienated than my, you know, my first year swimming, just, I wasn't extremely good. Uh, I was very critical of myself, which I wasn't swimming to be fair. And it just, it didn't go as I thought it would. However, I made the decision in December to transfer, uh, enter my name in, in three schools, obviously the Texas schools, uh, A&M, UT, Texas Tech. Um, I got into A&M and Texas Tech. UT is hard school to get into, so I uh, chose Texas Tech, um, and just having the opportunity uh, because of COVID, I was actually very thankful when COVID hit, uh, and many people were like, oh my gosh, it's kind of selfish. Well, I kind of needed it, because I, I was at, you know, you're at a point where you're like, man, this is, this kind of sucks, and I just need a change of pace, so I went home, you know. And, you know, I talked to my family about it, talked to my close friends about it. And, you know, we got through it. Uh, but see, I've always wanted to know what it was like for a person who was kind of looked up, looked up to more, uh, especially in the middle school class. That's why uh, this interview, I, I knew coming in, I had had two questions I wanted to answer. That was number three. The one about uh, where you answered your dad. I knew I wanted to ask that one. I knew I wanted to ask this one um, because I knew I wanted to hear another perspective on it. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that even though uh, we've gone through different things and the people I've interviewed so far and the people I know I will interview have gone through different things in their lives, there's still things you can tie back to, right? So I, I think that's a very... Uh, inspirational thing and and really ties us close together so finally uh this is the only question you can prepare for obviously i'm going to say that every podcast and this is the only uh question where i want you to get kiddish and i want you to look back 
when you're 13 or 14, I want to hear a kiddish answer. Uh, and that is, Mary, what is your wildest dream? Oh, goodness. I did think about this, and I never came up with, like, a solid conclusion. But my wildest dream, hmm, I think I'm just such a um, realistic person. I, like, struggle a lot with trying to, like, be more creative and have, like, wild, like, exciting answers. But wildest dream would probably be to, like, work for a professional athlete, like, a professional team in some sort of, like, training or, like, medical aspect. Because I really do enjoy sports, and I look forward to every football game. I love the Astros, and I think it would be so cool to, like, work for them and be able to, like, interact with their players in some sort of, like, professional capacity. Wow. Okay. That's – yeah, the funny thing is, she started that question with, I'm realistic. Right. And the funny thing is, is Rihanna, who I interviewed the first episode, also opened her question with that. And you two are, uh, and I'm pretty sure Ellie might have mentioned that too. You three are the only women I've interviewed so far. And the men I've interviewed, uh, I remember, I, so last night I got episodes, uh, that last week's episode out late. Uh, but I interviewed Steven, right? And Steven just came out the gate and he's like, I want to play in the NBA. And, and I was like, obviously I'd heard this because Stephen and I have pretty mm-hmm. deep conversations that I know Stephen like the back of my hand. However, uh, when he first told me that a couple months ago, I was like, wow. You know, because a couple months ago I had asked him that question uh, before I even thought of this podcast. Um, and I was like, I want you to tell me the most childish thing you can tell me. And he said, I want to play in the NBA just without hesitation. So it's interesting how you guys are like, I'm realistic. Yet... That is, that is a pretty hard dream to obtain. And it's actually, uh, to give you credit, it is an out there dream. Uh, not, not many people get the opportunity to do that. So I will give you credit. Um, have you always thought about working uh, with sports in the medical industry? Um, I would def- no, it's like definitely a more recent thing because I would say in middle school, I was pretty determined because both of my parents are in the medical field. And I think in middle school, I was very determined mm-hmm. to not be like them. And I was going to do my own thing and... I didn't want anything to do with what they were doing. And I think just like growing up and mm-hmm. being more realistic, it was like, oh, wow, like, you know, the medical field is like an attainable dream and, you know, has a mm-hmm. stable income and such. Um, and I mean, I'm really interested in sports and I've definitely looked into like physical therapy or like occupational just because I think that would be really interesting. And I definitely changed my mind on what I want to do every other day. But um yes I've always enjoyed sports and if I didn't do that I would want to do something with like children and maybe combine like children's sports or something I don't know quite yet but I'm figuring it out oh yeah same here I remember uh last year I had like my entire career planned out and then it just got flipped on its head this year you know I'm majoring in completely different things I have completely different career uh interests so I mean I'm glad I did this podcast when I did because I want to hear from you guys uh, when we're 19, 20, you know, almost 21. I, I think it's a, it's great. I did it now and not one when we're seniors in high school or two graduating college. Uh, I'm very happy with uh, 
the time period I'm doing it at because it allows for these very interesting answers where you can come back, Mary, when you're like 40 and you can listen to this and be like, wow, that's, that's pretty crazy. Um, and it's not so set in stone. So I, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely with you there. I, I think it's a great dream and I think it's obtainable. So um, uh, that's just about all I've got today. Mary, you were a great sport. Uh, all your answers were, I mean, you hit the nail on the head on them. Uh, I hope the viewers, I hope that my questions were decent and you learned a little bit more about Miss Maxwell today. So uh, that concludes episode five. Uh, thank you guys for listening and peace out. Thank you for listening to episode five of the Remember the Past podcast. Tune in next week for Mr. Matthew Nieto. And I'm going to look forward to it. Now, once again, I'd like to thank Mary Maxwell for coming on this episode. It was very fun, very rewarding. Um, just a great experience. So, thank you to her. Thank you to all the listeners. All the support I've been getting. I appreciate it. Until next week, we go. Have a good one. I'm out. Thank you.